Hello, Club 45. We are back again with our podcast brought to you from Lake Avenue Church and Club 45 Ministries. This is Miss Melinda and Miss Catherine is not with us today, but we have some other special guests. We have Miss Sarah Beckin, who is here. Can you say hello to everyone? Hello, everybody. Sarah used to be a part of Club 45. Some of you might remember her. So she was a coordinator for a season there and has some great fun memories of her time with Club 45 as a volunteer and a staff member. And then we also have Ainsley Manis. Go ahead and say hello. (laughs) Ainsley, will you tell us what grade you are in? I am a freshman in high school. And with Ainsley, we have Miss Avery Newquist. Hello. And will you tell everybody a little about yourself as well? I am also a freshman in high school. And the reason that we've asked these lovely ladies to come today is because both Ainsley and Avery um, have been in a small group with um, Miss Sarah since they were in Club 45. And they met and um, became good friends during their season in Club 45 and still are friends to this day. So we're going to have them share a little bit about their friendship since today we are continuing to talk about friendship. Um, Last week we talked about friendship and we um, talked about um, Miss Kat had some of her friends on the podcast and was talking about how they got through some hard times together and how they were able to choose wisely their friends. Um, This week our story is based on the friendship of um, Jonathan and David. And you guys might remember from watching the video or reading it that Jonathan was the son of King Saul. And um, David was great friends with Jonathan, but King Saul, Jonathan's dad, became really jealous of David. And there's a part in the story where um, Jonathan really sacrificed and um, tried to protect and show great love and support um, to David by actually saving his life. And I'm not sure that these ladies today will have stories about saving each other's lives, but (laughs) I do know that they have some great stories that they wanna share with us about how they have supported each other over the years um, and helped each other to feel special. So I'm not gonna retell the whole story from the Bible. I'll let you guys watch the video and read it from the Bible, but we just wanna give you today an example of a modern, not Bible, but a modern day friendship and how they've supported and loved one another. So I'm gonna let Miss Sarah take it away and they're gonna talk about their friendship. All right, hello everybody and hello Ainsley and Avery. Hello. Um, so, hello, hello. So I know that you guys, uh, well, I know that I really met you guys when you were in fourth grade, and that's around the time when I started witnessing your awesome, awesome friendship. But I know that you guys had a little bit of a history before that. Um, Can you guys share with us a little bit about when you guys met and and how you met and when was like the defining moment where you guys really solidified that you guys are pals and your friends and you're sticking together. 
Um, well, we cannot remember the day that we met, but we know it was sometime around when we were seven, so in second grade, most likely. Around second grade, yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't really remember when I met Avery, but I think that doesn't speak less of that moment. I think it actually speaks more because I've known her for so long and she's been such an influential part of my life that I don't actually remember a time in my life when I didn't know her. Sweet. That's sweet. Um, so you guys wouldn't really say that you guys were friends leading up to Club 45, but maybe something in Club 45 gave you the opportunity to really start engaging in each other's lives? That was probably small group with you, Sarah. We, because we were in a small group, we were kind of um, thrown together and communicated a lot. And that's probably when we started to become better friends than we had been before because we were seeing more of each other and um, learning more about each other. Yeah, definitely. So it was at church in small groups that you guys would say that your friendship really started to blossom? Yeah. Yeah. So fun. Do you have any specific memories or funny memories um, tied to that time for you guys? This one isn't really a funny memory, but um, it's a memory nonetheless. Um, when we went to um, summer camp the year before seventh grade, I think for me it was when I really knew that Avery was my best friend. Um, we had been really close friends before that, but that was when I knew. And um, I had had a really hard school year that last year. And I, you know, didn't really know where I stood. And I kind of felt like a lot of people I used to call my friends. So I had Avery as my friend, but we only saw each other like on Sundays. So we weren't like super close, but we both applied um, to a school, California School of the Arts uh, for middle school, and we both got in. And so we still go there today. And we love it, but um, I think knowing that she was gonna be there for me and that she had always been there for me when I felt like the world was rejecting me really showed me how fantastic this girl is and that she really is my best friend. Yeah, that summer camp was a very, very defining moment in our friendship when we just realized that there was going to be someone to support us no matter what. And I think that, like, that realization that this person cares for me, they want to spend time with me, that is really what made us click. And, I mean, we, we had always gotten along before. We were pretty close, but we just we hadn't really had an emotional connection with it, with our friendship. And that's really when we decided, I guess, that we were important to each other. That's a very important thing to have in middle school and Club 45. Yeah. You guys are gonna make me cry. This is so sweet. Friendship is just <laughs> so fun. <laughs> um, so Avery, you said that when you 
had that defining moment of knowing that Ainsley was going to be your person, that um, it just really hit you that you guys were going to be able to be there for each other. Um, what are some specific times where, for both of you, the other person has just really showed up for you? Too many times to count. Well, um, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, for me, like I said, we were going to a completely different school where we didn't really know anybody. And so uh, having her with me, my best friend, made the difference of having a good school year or not. Because since I had her, I was able to, I feel like we were able, we had that friend that stuck by us, you know? Like we made new friends, but we knew that we were always gonna have each other that school year when we didn't really know anybody else. And so I think her being there for me was super big. Yeah, that was really important for me too because I, I have never gone to a new school where I didn't know at least one person. And this school, the school that we go to now is a very big school and in terms that it's a middle school seventh through 12th grade. So it also has high school. And that can be very overwhelming, especially when you're going with people who are like so talented, it can be very intimidating. And so it was great to know that I had someone to turn to through the entire time and didn't have to worry about not knowing anyone. So that was very important. That's so cool. It's always comforting knowing that you have at least one person that you can go to, to be your person. Um, so you guys have now been friends for so many years. What is this? If, if we set Club 45 as the defining moment, what is that, like five years now? Yeah. About, so, yeah. Seven? Sure. Yeah. Still seven. a long time. <laughs> but in that time, um, how would you say the other person has made you feel important or valued or loved um looking for like specific times where you just felt so important to the other person i have to think about that for a second yeah <laughs> if you want a specific time like just our friendship in general just makes me feel loved i have to think about yeah. it yeah maybe a time they um showed up for you when you weren't expecting it or a time that they just surprised you with more love than you maybe thought you needed, but it was perfect for that time. I feel like I have one. Okay, go ahead. This one may seem small, but it wasn't small for me. Um, so this was the summer uh, right after we graduated eighth grade and you know we didn't really get a graduation and I didn't really get to see any of my friends or say goodbye or anything so I was I was having a hard time and um I'd really been missing Avery because we had been like sheltering in place and um my mom calls me downstairs and tells me that Avery's on my front porch and I'm like what so I come downstairs and she like gives me this like graduation gift with like a really sweet card and like a bag full of candy and I was like I don't deserve you <laughs> I mean I can't really I feel like there's been so many times and they're all so frequent that like none of them is, are bigger than the 
next time that she's done that. So, I mean, the kind of person I am, I don't start conversations very easily. And we have a very, how do I put this? Um, a very outspoken friend group, and I'm not one of those people. And so whenever I was feeling like I didn't belong or that I just, I can't really get in to the conversation because I don't know how to begin, she would always be there for me to just like being included was so big and she always helped me feel that way. And I, it's all the time. So it's like, I really can't pinpoint a certain time because it's near every day. So. I am legitimately going to cry. You guys are just the <laughs> sweetest thing ever. Um, but I don't want to cry, so I want to laugh. I want to hear about times where you guys have just laughed so hard with each other that you peed your pants or were working really hard not to pee your pants. I know you guys have stories because I know that you guys are both just absolute goofballs and klutzes and just so silly. So I feel like I tell the story like every single year and I bet I do. I, I, I think I do more than that. I tell the story very frequently. So this was probably fifth or sixth grade and we were at Green Oaks camping, you know, cause I love Green Oaks and we spent a lot of, you know, weekends at Green Oaks together. And that has been a big experience for us. And, um, me, Avery, and our friend Christiana decide that we are going to go hiking by ourselves because we are big kids now, right? It's a, it's a big deal. And so we are hiking and me, being the beautiful genius I am, decide that I know a shortcut and that we're going to take the shortcut, right? There was an actual shortcut, um, to be fair, but I took the wrong shortcut, um, and so, yeah, um, so I'm leading them and I'm like, this is great. I know where I'm going, you know, half an hour later, I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. And we're kind of just like wandering around, freaking out because we're like, we're going to die up here and nobody's going to know. And we're just going to, it's going to, because we have very overactive imaginations and we're both very dramatic. So we're like thinking you're going to die at family yeah. camp we're gonna die. That, yeah. We thought we had gone miles away from the campsite. We were so scared. Like we have, we, we were thinking we have screwed up our lives. We're gonna have to learn how to live out here and like eat berries and stuff. It was very, it was a very serious moment and we thought that we were never gonna see our families again. Yeah, it was rough. Or at least when we did, they would be so mad at us. Yeah. You know, eventually, thanks to Avery and having and her having a way better sense of direction than I have, we were able to find our way back to camp. But I think, you know, having that experience really, you know, we were not laughing about it during that moment, but um, we, were de we definitely laugh about it very often, and that is the end of the story. Getting lost at family camp and thinking you're going to die. That's hilarious. Um, but Ainsley, I know of one other story at Green Oak oh. that is hilarious that you must, you must, must share. I need the laughter. Come on. All righty. You want to share this one, Eve? Since 
she witnessed it. Why not? Okay. So at Green Oak, as many of you might know, there is this fake jail cell that has very flimsy rubber poles and you can, it would hold no criminal who has any sort of intelligence. So (laughs) we were going, we decided, oh my gosh, this is so cute. We're going to take a photo because that's what people do when they think things are cute. So we go into this jail cell. Sarah has the camera, is outside the jail cell to take the photo. And Ainsley and I are trying to stick our arms through the bars, <laughs> pretending that we are trying to escape, although there is this huge gaping hole between the bars that we could easily have done, like, two feet away from us. Like a photo. Doesn't matter. Yes, it's this for the sake of the photo. So <laughs> Ainsley is reaching through farther than I am, and she twists She's like really going the, one it. of the pole. Yes. She twists one of the poles on accident and was supporting her weight and falls through the bars on her face. And the plat, it's like a raised platform. So it was like three feet from the ground. So she literally fell down and had like nothing to support her. A rock was very close to her head. It was very funny. And I don't, Sarah, did you get the photo? Of her actual oh, I, I got I got those yes. photos. <laughs> but we have it, was, it was glorious. Moment. Yeah, yeah. I just I just remember staring at the camera and then all of a sudden the pole was like not where it was supposed to be. <laughs> Ainsley was lunging forward. <laughs> it's and it's the moral no- the moral of the story is that even though I am a massive klutz and have many ways to embarrass myself multiple times a day. Avery still loves me and she is still there for me. <laughs> so true. Um, and that, she will not use photos of you falling against you. Yes. Like a true friend. Yeah. Honestly though, that kind of relates to another story of Green Oak. It's not entirely funny. It's just kind of ironic. So there is this giant hill leading up to the cabins at Green Oak, and everyone was riding scooters and bikes down it. And it was the first day we had just gotten to Green Oak. And I was riding a bike that I thought had a flat tire. And I was like, you know what? It's okay. I'll be fine. And so I'm riding down this huge steep hill, and all of a sudden the tire starts to wiggle, and I fall and scrape my arms and both my arms and both my legs in the same spot. So I am like bleeding from every limb besides my head. And it's the first day of camp. So I have like the rest of the camp to go through all this pain. I didn't really realize how important it was for me until like now when everybody was like trying, everyone was like running up to me and asking if I was okay. I saw, I looked up and I saw Ainsley stifling a laugh, barely able to control, <laughs> control her laughter. And you know, that's only a, tr- only a true friend would do that when I am in pain. It didn't really hurt, but it looked really bad. So <laughs> oh, God. Just to thank clarify, you for laughing through my pain. Just to clarify, <laughs> I love my friend. I yes. don't enjoy seeing her in pain. Just, just to clarify. It, it looked very funny though as I have heard from multiple other sources. Good clarification. Um, last question, guys. What would you say is the most comforting thing about being friends with the other person besides the fact that they will laugh at you 
what when you fall for me mm-hmm. it's like we often say that we share a brain because we're so similar and so I feel like she's one of those people who I don't even I've known her for so long too so it's like I don't even need to say and she'll know how I'm feeling or she'll know what I'm thinking and I think the fact that I have someone like that who understands me so well is really comforting for me Mm. for for me Ainsley's friendship for me is just kind of a safe haven like my house is extremely chaotic I hole up in my room 90% of the time and go out only for food because that's the only thing you can get to lure me out of my room and the fact that I have someone to go to and just rant about my life it's just it's such a relief knowing someone is there for me to just let out all my feelings and has feelings for me that we can relate to each other and it's it's just great knowing someone that can someone wants to listen and someone is always there that is so cool and to think that this beautiful friendship all started in club 45 shameless plug to join a life group or small group and hang out with all of the people and go to all the events because you'll meet your forever friends <laughs> do it right do it now <laughs> Wait, not now, because, yes. like, COVID, but, yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> still has Zoom events. It's true. It's true. Be now, best night on the web every Wednesday night. And come and join us. Thank you, ladies, all so much for sharing. Your stories are so inspirational. I, too, fought back tears listening to you. But I love also the stories of how you love each other, in all moments, even klutzy moments, even what seemed like maybe you were going to die. So maybe you do have some moments like Jonathan and and David did in their friendship where you wondered if you would survive and you helped each other through these near-death moments of hiking in the Green Oak Wilderness, which is actually the middle of San Diego. So... (laughs) Bravo, ladies, for sharing these amazing stories. And thank you, everyone, for joining us and listening. And we will talk to you again next week. That's it for now. Bye.